You're listening to the two dumb users. Have some goddamn faith! Derpy got ran over by a reindeer. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, welcome back to the show. This is episode 470, 470, the two dumb yinzers. Welcome back, everybody. Good morning, guys. Good morning, sir. Did someone say Good something morning. about getting fired up? I, I, I'm fine because I want to know what Derpy got for Christmas this year. Me too. All I can say, you know, all I pictured over the over the days off was Derby getting up on Christmas morning, and uh, you know, at the top of the steps with his his pink bunny outfit that Aunt Clara <laughs> made him. And, uh, <laughs> this is all I'm seeing. We got so much to cover today, guys. If we didn't, I I would get deeper into Derpy's Christmas morning and things like this. So maybe we'll talk about that later on in the week. But guys, a lot of things, a lot of things to go over. This is episode 470 of the Two Dumb Yenders. This is. Steeler Central, yeah, Steeler Central, Mike. I like Steeler that. Central, baby. You like that? I like that. I like uh, that. Yes, we're gonna two dumb um, injured Steeler Central, baby. Keep your eyes peeled, everybody. This year we got a lot of big things coming up, uh, guys. Good morning. Um, geez, oh man, I don't even know where to start. So much stuff to talk about today. Um, how about we start talking about the Steelers? Yeah, let's, let's start talking it. about something Steelers, baby. I do want to say this real quick, though. Mike Derpy said that he has so many cookies up there left over. He's actually thinking about giving them to us, sending them to the studio. Oh. And I told him to go through them and taste them. And the ones that aren't that great, we're going to send to the remote studio. And then all the ones that are delicious, he's going to send here. <laughs> huh. That's the plan, at least. Fair enough. Derpy. Fair enough. Uh, guys, the Steelers, they play Saturday at 430. They beat the Cincinnati Bungles. 34 to 11. The Steelers' record improves to 8 and 7 because of this. And if this wasn't the biggest case of uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, I, I got to say, after last week and the week before and the week before mm-hmm. against the Colts, the Patriots, and the Cardinals, that I, I, I felt that there was no way that we would even still be in a playoff race at this particular time. However, Whatever it was, whatever it was, whatever it was that Coach Tomlin did in the meantime, it turned this team around to a complete 180. Having this team uh, very confident at the t- at the moment, um, with if they win out, they have a 90% chance of, of, of w- making the playoffs. Uh, they play Seattle next in Seattle, and then, of course, they go to Baltimore, which we'll talk about that a little bit later. The Steelers will need a little tiny bit of help. Not too much help, but a little bit. And this is how it breaks down, guys. We have to win our last two games. And I and I'm and if we lose, I, I think we're pretty much done. Yeah. Just because yeah. It, it took a couple of weeks after we dropped to even get back to where we are, which is right now the ninth seed. There's seven seeds to qualify for the playoffs. We're in the ninth seed at the moment. We have to win both games. We need a couple things and and basically one thing to happen. Because a couple of the a uh, couple of the situations have um, the Colts or Houston has to lose one game and they play each other in the last game of the season, so that's going to happen. So basically, we need one thing to happen. We need the Bills to either lose to the Patriots, who are for whatever reason surprising a bunch of teams right now and winning football games, or they have to lose to Miami, which kind of goes down a deep rabbit hole with mm-hmm. the. Uh, you know, because the, the Bills could literally win that division if they went out in uh, Miami. They play Baltimore this week, so it's going to get crazy. Um, Jacksonville, we could hope that they lose one of the two games between Carolina or against Tennessee. And then we could hope that either Indianapolis or Houston, who, again, play each other in the last week, one of those teams lose. It, it would have to be the team that would win the yeah. last week, would have to lose this week. So, I mean, there, there are things that could definitely happen, definitely um, things that could, could, could go in our favor. There's things that could hurt us. But as of right now, if we win out, we have a 90% chance of making the playoffs. 90%. Uh, so, I, I like those odds. It all starts this coming weekend with the Seattle Seahawks, who are also coming in with an 8-7 and seven record. They win a pretty uh, close, tight game the other day, 20-17. to 17. We'll get into that when we get into the scores. 
Uh, this team here, though, that we're going to be playing against, guys, the Seattle Seahawks team, they do the one thing very well that we have a hard time stopping, and it's whenever you have a lot of wide receivers that are good running all over the place, all over yep. the field, they tend to find their way open against this defense a lot, which is going to be where I think the, the, the problem comes along. DK Metcalf, Kevin uh, Kevin Lockett, yeah, Derpy's, uh Najigba. Now these three guys, I mean, they're, they're tough receivers. They're all tough. We're only going to be able to shut, you know, put Joey Porter on one of them. But we have to figure something out because these three guys are amazing. Nonetheless, even the best one, DK Metcalf with 998 yards at this time has less yards than George Pickens at this point in the season. George Pickens is over a thousand yards, guys. No shit. He did. I think he's at like 1,008. Wow. Wow. I didn't look at, I didn't, I did not know that. I did not check any stats. I watched the Steeler game this weekend and that was it. Just shut off from football until yesterday. So that's insane. He's about 10 more yards than DK Metcalf. However, again, you look at the other two receivers, there's no question why DK Metcalf doesn't have more yards because you have these other two guys Mm -hmm. that absorb a lot of catches and yards. Um, And our number two and number three are. Deontay Johnson with about 500 and some and Jalen Warren. Warren. Yeah. So uh, the, the, the passing game of Seattle, what scares me, scares me, but you know, again, this team hasn't been, hasn't been uh, setting the world on fire over in Seattle either, but you know, we're in, we're in Seattle, you know, on the, on the West coast playing a team that's going to be passing the ball pretty heavily. I think Um, it it should be a great game. And if, if we can come out and win this game, guys, we're going to be in good shape because, if Baltimore wins next week against Miami, they then wrap up the AFC number one seed, which in theory would make you think that they would rest their players in the last week of the season. And, you know, that that would give us an opportunity to have a better chance to beat Baltimore than what we have and uh, maybe sneak into the playoffs. So we got to root for the Ravens one more time next week, hopefully to beat these Miami Dolphins. But then you got all kind of other situations going on because yeah. the Dolphins are going to want to win. Because they have Baltimore and then they have they have Buffalo. So if they lose this week, they're going to need to win the last week. And we, I, so there's a lot of things going into this, guys. A lot of crazy football left. Um, but but somewhere down the line, I think something is going to help us out. I think, as I said, the win yesterday by Baltimore, the blowout win. I, I think that it was blowout faster over San Francisco helped us out because that may give us an opportunity again. As I said, in ten roughly thirteen days from now to. Um, you know, have a better shot at beating Baltimore just because they don't yeah. have starters in. So, but but will Baltimore want to rest their guys, or will they want to avenge that early season loss against the Steelers? I don't think that. Well, here's the thing: that a lot of times they hesitate to play, <laughs> and 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 I don't know if it's just because he's injury prone, but a lot of times Lamar Jackson doesn't make it to the Steeler game. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I don't know if they want to play him. They're always they're always trying to keep him off the field when they play the Steelers, of course, because he has a bad record against us. He's he's yeah, terrible against the us. backups are better against the Steelers than Lamar is, for some reason. And uh, uh, P, good morning, good morning. I got I want to say P before you run off, don't go anywhere. I want to say have, I want to say Merry Christmas to you, P. I didn't uh, recall seeing you prior to the to the holiday. I do want to say Merry Christmas. Pee-pee. Yeah, Merry yeah. Christmas. I was I was thinking about P over the over the over the holiday a little bit, and I uh, just wanted to make sure I told him Merry Christmas. Uh guys, here's the debate: Pickett, Rudolph. We're gonna find out. Half hour, give or mm-hmm. take. It's going to go on the uh, the Tomlin press conference at twelve o'clock. We will know starting this week. We will know what. Injuries are going to be relevant uh, going into this week. We know that Landon Roberts took an injury last week. Every every week, Derpy, it's all because of you. Every week, there's an injury. Somebody big <laughs> on the team goes down. It's all your fault. So, yeah, yeah, Derpy, you take the over. Yeah, you always take that damn over. Stop taking the over. I mean, Ryan Ryan jinxes it every week. You know Vegas listens to you. You're Hollywood Derpy. <laughs> Uh, Steelers, <clears throat> they win this game. Mason Rudolph goes 17 for 27, 290 yards, two touchdowns. Najee Harris rushes the ball 19 yards, 78, 19 times for 78 yards and a touchdown. Jalen Warren, eight carries, 24 yards. Pickens leads the way at receiver, four catches, 195 yards, two touchdowns. Lost Pat Fryermuth, Mike, no catches. 
Seven different yeah. receivers hit Pat Fryermuth. I just don't think I think that uh, Mason don't throw the white guys. I, I don't. I, <laughs> I think he's. Getting I think that's at, what it is. I think, I think he's getting ready is. for the for um. He's yeah. He's 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 auditioning for Team Black. He's getting ready for <laughs> Rashard Mendenhall's All Pro game. You don't throw well, it to the white guy. Don't throw the white. He's trying to get on Team Black. Him and Max Crosby. They're trying to work out a package deal. I I I, I the Bengals man. I, I think they were worried about. You know, Patty Fry, because what happened last game, he had, they, we attacked the middle of the field last game, and he had, what, over he 100 yards almost. So they a, took it away. Biggest game of the season last time we played him. He didn't have one catch this time. Yeah, they took away the middle of the field, and Mason and Pickens were like, okay, we'll just chuck it deep. I think they were overconfident. On the, the defensive Bengals. side of the ball, I, they, they came in winning three straight games. We came in losing three straight games. So I, I, yeah. I think that they were overconfident. Of course, we're playing our third-string quarterback. They come off some recent success, so I, I agree with that 100%. On the defensive side of the ball, Michael Walker had eight tackles, total five uh, tackles and three assisted tackles, all with the sack, all with the sack. Alex Highsmith, T.J. Watt, and Miles Jack, they all had a sack, and all with interceptions, Eric Rowe, Alex Highsmith, and Pat Pete, all having interceptions in this football yeah. game. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was time for Pat, Pete, and Highsmith to step it up. Mm-hmm. They made the necessary moves. They put Peterson at safety, which yeah. they they should have done a while back. Uh, they they did. He made the play. And you know what? And, and as I said to Mike the other day, Mike, when was the last time you could recall us out coaching anybody? Did you see the way we shifted our secondary? Oh <laughs> you my see the god. Way- they were expecting a, a man, and we came with the zone. And when they adjusted to go to the zone, they went to the – we outcoached the shit out of the Bengals. Yes, we and, did. And that was – man, so many things happened in this past week that we haven't seen in so long, and it just felt so freaking good. Yeah, it, it was nice to see. Like, you know, my God, like, we've been playing man for the vast majority of our defensive snaps. We play zone every once in a while, but it was a complete zone. Like, I think, like, first couple – like first part of that drive, I think it was we played man because we saw Joey Porter playing man. But then after that, they switched it up. They they fooled him, man. They did the rope a dope. We're gonna make it look like we're playing man consistently early on. And they switched the zone. And Cincinnati had no no answer for it. Yeah, they had that long long touchdown pass to T Higgins. That's gonna happen. I don't care. You know, T Higgins is a great player. He's gonna find a way to score. That happens to every defense where you get beat like that. But other than that, my God, we we shut down that passing attack. It felt like. Also, we had them confused, do, man. And then it was just a total defensive effort, too, from start to finish. Also, I do want to say Merry Christmas to you, Ralph. Yes, Merry Christmas. hope everybody had a great Merry holiday. Christmas. I hope everybody had a great holiday. Uh, guys, also, let's see what else. The Steelers, they managed to rack up 397 yards of offense. <laughs> um, They only gave up one sack. Granted, this Cincinnati team is 31 out of 32. Seattle's defense isn't much better. They're right down there with them in the, in the mm-hmm. last three, four uh, spots. So that's got to be good, you know, going in our favor. However, again, the stopping the passing game, and, and it ain't like Geno Smith and these three receivers are, are amazing. They're not blowing the, the lid off the league in passing, but they are good enough to hurt the Steelers because they do have that many that many weapons at the wide receiver spot. And that's just the three receivers that we mentioned. I don't even know who their tight end is. I don't know what their running backs do out of the backfield. So I, I think that's going to be the challenge for the Steelers this weekend, especially especially with another key player out again, as we mentioned earlier. We, we will see within 27 minutes if it's going to hold over until next week. But we lost to Landon Roberts, who is just uh, you know, this guy that we brought in. Oh, I don't know what tackling machine at the end of this season but he is a must in my opinion you got to keep him around and like i said you gotta you gotta appreciate the game that miles jack brought to the table after you know um you know having that that hiatus that he had he got cut from the steelers he decided to then uh pursue a um an hvac maybe electric career whatever it is (laughs) some kind of some kind of trade but you know what he's back and he looked good again he had a sack uh guys He, he was making plays this was the, the anti-Steelers. This was the team. Uh, it was a total turnaround from what we've seen from the past three weeks, yeah. and it, which is it confuses me even more because now I don't know what to think. I don't know what to, to expect moving forward going into this game against Seattle. Derpy, I have no idea. I, I hope that they could come out and play the same kind of game they played on Saturday, but I just don't know. I don't know what Steelers I think they get. can. I think we can, but the, the, the question is, are we? Are we going to? Yeah. 
You know, last week Tomlin tells Pickens, he says, hey, if you're not performing, shut up. You know what? It worked because Pickens come out and caught four passes for 195 mm-hmm. yards of two touchdowns. Whatever Coach Tomlin said, it worked. TJ I, Watt yeah. said to Rich Eisen, you know what? It's 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 scary. Nobody in this team uh, respects Coach. Well, guess what? Whatever happened last week, it worked. Yeah. And Tomlin uh, put, the, put the fear of something in him. And you know what? You know, sometimes when, 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 you know, you put the foot down in front of everybody, that sends the message instead of doing it behind closed doors for like one-on-one, do it in front of everyone, just rip everyone that will reset the attitude. Yeah. You don't like to do it, but sometimes you have to do it. And I've been in that situation before where you have to do it. It sucks, but it gets the message across. Next thing you know, everyone's back in line. And if it's not working the other way, you got to try something different. Yeah. You yeah. can't continue to go with what's not working. And obviously, yeah. what was going on three weeks prior to this game mm-hmm. was not working. Yeah, and hey, you know, kudos to him, man. You know, everyone will sit here and, you know, rag on him for all the bad performances. But, you know, they're not willing to give him the credit for the good performances. And you have to, man. You know, recognize something wasn't working and makes the appropriate changes, you know. And just hopefully that's just going to be enough to – God, win these last two games and make it through the playoffs. Another interesting number, guys. The uh, the 49ers lost to three of the four AFC North teams. The 49ers is bad. And don't get me wrong. They are a very, very fantastic football team. Yet they couldn't beat the Browns. Yet they couldn't beat the Bengals. Yet they couldn't beat the Ravens. The Steelers are the only team that they, lost, they beat out of our division. And those three teams that San Fran lost to from our division – or three of the four teams that San Fran lost to all year. They lost four games, three of them being the AFC North teams, the other team being the Vikings. Uh, and here we are. We're four and one against the same division. How? We're four and one against the same teams that the 49ers the definition are of three against. This is why, if I say, if the Steelers sneak into the playoffs, guys, they're going to be a low seed. Let's say we, we we somehow knock off that team that we get. Then guess who we get in the second round? We get the Ravens. Oh, Even better, baby. Even That's better. That's what I'm saying. If there's any team that the Steelers are prepared to play, it's the Baltimore Ravens for whatever reason. They just know them better than anybody else. They play them better than anybody else. And as I said, you sneak in. And as weird as the NFL has been this year, and it's been weird. Don't get me wrong. It's been weird on every level. Mm-hmm. It's possible. It's possible. Like, we say Cinderella team. We could be that Cinderella team, you know. We we have a red nosed reindeer. Yeah, we have a red nosed reindeer. We got the miracle on Thirty Fourth Street happening with this team right now. You no, know, stranger things have happened. It, but it's all going to come shit, down. If this Pittsburgh Steelers team wins the Super Bowl, come on! <laughs> wow, that that flips the world upside down. That just uh, you know, at that point, people will realize that they have no idea what's going on in yeah. football. I mean, yeah, you, you'll be paying off. The scriptwriters will win every writing Emmy and Oscar if the Steelers pull this one off. All I know is this year, this, this uh, yeah, no, you're right, Mike. Uh, would be well, absolutely like, insane. It would be insane, and to think like everything, all the adversity this team has gone through, all the injuries to key players throughout time, you know. Frymuth was out for what four weeks. Deontay was out for four weeks. We've lost Clam. We lost Minka. Our entire linebacking core. We have literally guys off the street. We're pulling them out of trade school and flight school to see if they can still play. But that's and we're finding ways to win. We're finding ways to win. You know what it was? Pittsburgh Steelers for you. It was because Pickens had two mouthpieces. He did. Yeah. You notice, like he put the one, the green one in, and had an incomplete pass. He went to put it back in. He looked at. It. He yeah, gave that he mouthpiece. Did. He gave the mouthpiece a look before he put it back in. Like the, you get one drop. Yeah. yeah. What's the What's the colors for New Year's? Like silver and black or something. Yeah. He needs a There's silver, silver and, a black and gold one. or something like silver that. Silver and gold. Come out, yeah. He come out with both of those. That'll be kind of. We just need him to play like this every every game. And here's because the thing. you can say that's and that's, that's what's like it doesn't have to be it. a whole season. We just need him to play like that for you know six weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's like come on, dude. Like you can see it too. And I I, I like the fact that uh, that second touchdown, the first person come down and celebrate with him, ran like ninety yards. It felt like was Jalen Warren. Yeah, uh, yeah. That shows you know, like what can be said, like what media will say, what fans will say. What really matters is how they treat feel about each other inside that locker room. Exactly. You know, they're willing about- to you know. They what know each other's Jalen Warren's block. Oh my god! On uh, Calvin Austin <laughs> he, the third's touchdown, he trucked him. He, he killed that guy. 
You know, I, I haven't seen that stupid play in forever since Canada's been gone, but you know how nice that was to see happen. It, yeah, in, just out of nowhere. In the way that it was executed and the way it yeah. was blocked for, and geez, man, that, that, that was one of my favorite plays of the game. Had he been a defensive player, he would have probably just been suspended for the season. But you know what? Well, you know what? <laughs> it wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised me if, if Jalen Warren gets fined again. He's been fined numerous times for blocks. He, dude's like four foot nothing. Like all you're lowering your helmet. Like, he can't help it. He got those stubby little <laughs> arms that's, you know, no neck. What was he supposed to do? He saw it off. I mean, how can you not be that low on a hit? I mean. Yeah. Uh, what else do we got? What? He has a, he had a sack, which keeps him in the lead in the league he has 17 sacks mm -hmm. on the season the next five guys on the list the guys that we mentioned last week no sacks zero between zero. all of them zero point zero no sacks guys that uh puts tj up a little bit more in the race miles garrett he had zero sacks yeah, he which had is nothing which is zero more than the zero that he had the week before yeah what are we talking about here he, what are he's, we falling off? he's falling off a little bit as the season goes on. Miles Garrett with his zero sacks for second consecutive week. Uh, TJ Watt is still at the top of that list. As I said, the next five guys did not record a sack. Mm -mm. It's on the sack list. Joey Porter Jr. Something that I thought was interesting at first, and then nobody brought it up. Yeah. And then somebody I, I seen that brought this up and I thought was uh, interesting. During the beginning of the game. Hi, I'm so and so. I went to Oklahoma State. Hi, I'm so and so. Uh -huh. It gets to Joey Porter Jr. <laughs> I'm Joey Porter Jr., King of the North. King of the North, Mike. What he's, is that? He's not uh Game of Thrones reference, baby. Is that what that is? That's Game of Thrones, baby. He's Jon Snow. He he shut down every receiver he's gone up against in the AFC North. You got uh, Amari Cooper saying after that Cleveland game, I'm unguardable. And all the Steeler fans were like just quietly posting uh his stat line against the Steelers. Like, are you sure about that? You're are right. you sure about that? <laughs> so yeah, what was the, the what was it, Mike? What what was it? You know, and a lot of people will say that it was the, the quarterback. The quarterback came in and it, it mm -hmm. changed the mood. And uh what was it, Mike? What was the catalyst? What 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 drove this team to play this particular kind of game that they played last week? And is it possible that they continue that in the next week? I think part of it was quarterback play. It's not all quarterback play, but yeah. it was a a full 60, 60 minute effort, which we haven't seen all year. That, that was the, the that was the key part. It was yeah, in desperation too. And you know, and the players finally realizing, you know, last week, you know, Pat Pete was saying, Hey, you know, we this is a playoff game. We have to treat it like it. And they got blown out. And and to realize they, you know, hey, we actually do need to start focusing. And I think all the outside noise they just tuned all that out and just you know they really didn't say a whole lot it was mike tomlin talking to the media he called a special press conference to just talk about george pickens really didn't hear a lot of the other players say stuff you had you know jalen warren said you know hey i would block for him it's like you know but really that was it there was no one giving on that team calling anyone out by name i had a couple little comments here from Watt, but for the most part i i think they just internalized everything and just kept it all to them you know as a team just dealt with it as a team and realized hey you know if we want to make the playoffs we have to get in line and what better way to start than a, against a division foe that you know well and that you just beat three weeks ago four weeks ago and it was just, and then coaching too it's a great game plan on offense and defense they took their shots they took smart shots you know hey we're in field goal range let's take a deep shot. If we miss it, oh, well, we're going to kick a field goal. Or you know what? We're in that mid-range field goal punt. We're going to take a deep shot. If they get us picked off, whatever, it's like a good punt. They made smart coaching decisions. All the players executed well, too. That was the key thing, execution. From the run game, run defense, everyone executed the way they were supposed to. It was the most complete game I've seen in years. Mm -hmm. Even when Ben was there, there wasn't the, this was a complete game. I mean, yeah. come on, say what you will. And, and some speculation, a couple of things about the quarterback situation I do want to talk about. Some people saying that, that Kenny sitting up in the booth a couple of weeks back may have given him a little bit of a different perspective. A couple of people saying that, um, you know, that Rudolph should be starting. Some people saying that the starter is healthy. He should be starting. Uh, former Steeler, future Hall of Famer Big Ben says start Mason. 
I, I just, I'm not going to get into the debate because I know in 16 minutes we're going to know the answer. <laughs> yeah, right. So there's no be... sense hey. of there's no sense of Mike getting me all wound up and sweaty this morning. So I'm, I'm oh, just gonna... like I'm the one who. Okay, I'd say yeah. go. I'd say go into it with Mason, see how he does, and then if he's it's a very... being Mason, switch to Kenny. I wouldn't want to be in this position. I got to tell you. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't. I, I mean, um, it, it's a tough call. This is a tough call. Yeah, it is. You, you hate to, you know, you know, the old thing, oh, you can't lose your starting job because of injury. But you can if, you know, if you're playing and just at a base level, but, you know, your replacement comes in and does better than you, you might lose your starting job. You know, I, I as long as we win, I don't care who's starting. But the way that offense moved. Yes, we moved it that way against Cincinnati, but we didn't have any passing touchdowns against them. Then this week we moved the ball and we had passing touchdowns. I, I just go go with like, the hot hand. Go with the hot hand. You know, the we thing saw about the, the hot hand is this though. They, they can cool <laughs> off. Yeah. You gotta say to yourself, the element of surprise won't be there this time around. No. They're right. not gonna get Mason out of the gate where before they probably, as you said earlier in the show, they probably underestimated him. They probably prepared mm-hmm. one way we did something different. You know, now you're you're um you're you you take that element of surprise out. It's it you know that that kind of makes it a different playing field. Again, I I don't know if I even um prefer anybody at this point. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna see what coach says, and I'll probably bitch about it in the rest of the week. But uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. So you know that that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know if I, I don't know if I have a preference. The only preference I know that I have is I hope it's not Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, yeah. He he's he was very <laughs> disappointing. I I think Mitch still has value in the league as that. That sounding board guy to have in your house, but right now I don't think he's a number two quarterback. He's I think not. he's a solid. He's going to be your reserve quarterback. That's going to wear the have the clipboard and talk to the talk to the starting quarterback. I think that's his role now in the NFL. Whatever ability he had, he seems to have lost it. He doesn't. He just keeps chucking it deep. So I got to uh, say, I what I know. did, what I, I what I something that I picked out that I liked about uh, Mitch. I'm sorry about Rudolph the Red Nose quarterback was he read the defense very well he yeah, was, yeah. He, he was able to get out there he read the secondary he was able to see where you know where blitzes were coming as i said he was only he was only sacked one time yeah uh he took off a couple times was oh. able to pick up a, a big first down i could recall one down inside the five so i, I mean there was there was definitely things that mason did well that's it's keeping this as i said interesting i'm not th- saying that you know, it's interesting because the team won a game where Mason started. There was a lot of things that Mason did during the course of this game that I say to myself, that was impressive. That was yeah. impressive. That was impressive. However, you say to yourself, how much of it was element of surprise? So, th- I, again, I, I don't envy the coaches, the coaching staff this week, trying to figure out who it is that's going to start because whoever starts and loses, let's just say they lose. You are going to be, oh, you're dumb, you're stupid. Why would you start a third stringer? Oh, you're dumb. Why would you start him? He wasn't the hot hand. So whoever it is, mm-hmm. is and, and, you know, you better hope you win. Yeah. Right. Because that's what it comes down to. You're going to be That's the, what it uh, comes down to. Absolutely. But like, but with Mason, though, too, you go back to what, two years ago in that Lions game. This is what he looked like. He looked confident, made the good decisions. You know, yeah, we didn't win the game. We tied. And there were a lot of factors into it. We had two key fumbles in overtime, but you know he's he's progressed from that that second year quarterback that looked completely lost when he was playing in there. He, this guy has made himself into a pro, and right now I, I'm leaning I'm leaning towards him. Just the way he had the command of the his command of the offense looked so much better than what we've seen from the other two quarterbacks. His decision making looked a lot better too. I. I I'm more willing to to ride the hot hand, and if we fail, you know what? So be it. We you went with the guy who won you the game, who played well, and you know if if we if he would have won out and laid an egg, I would be like, yeah, you figure out in practice who's going to be your quarterback. But he went out there and played well for not playing a game in two years. I'm more inclined to give him a second chance. And like looking at Seattle's defensive numbers, again, man, they're they're their past defenses in that bottom half of the league. Why not take advantage of the hot hand at quarterback? Their run defense is near the bottom in every category too. Why not take advantage? We saw how well this run game worked, you know, with that pass game that, you know, our running backs are getting open lanes. The defense was forced to stay back that half yard. You know, the linebackers weren't crying in the line. The safeties weren't down in the box. because They actually had to worry about the deep pass connecting. So I, I'm more inclined to keep Mason in, in there just because he's 
when he takes those shots, that deep ball is a nice deep ball. It's not like a, a Mitch Trubisky deep ball. Like, fuck it. Someone's down there. I don't care who catches it. Yeah. So I, I'm more inclined to go, go that way. Just the way, like, you know, Kenny was playing, like, before he got hurt. I, I, I you know, I'm more inclined to go with Mason. But if we get Kenny the way he was playing early in the season, where we were, because he doesn't turn the ball over. That's the key right there. He doesn't yeah. turn the ball over. If you could have to turn the ball over quarterbacks like, and, and cut their heads off and cut their arms off and sew them back together like like a GI Joe. Mm-hmm. And we make, have a we'd have, we a, have a we have a good quarterback. We'd have a good quarterback. You just got to take a little of this guy, a little yeah. of that guy. But right uh, now, I, I'm just a slight lean towards Mason. Just, I, but you know, small sample size. But I, you know, see how he does I, in the I'm first quarter. Yeah, you gotta give him the half. He, he don't want to be Fair a quick half. trigger. You don't want to be a quick trigger because at halftime you can make your halftime adjustments. But unless it gets really out of hand, yeah, then you gotta make the move early. That's what I'm saying. See don't hesitate does. to pull the trigger. That seems to be the case a lot of times with this team with Mike Tomlin. They don't want to. They don't want to be wrong. And when they're when you don't want to be wrong, you tend to leave things in yep. a little longer than than they than they should be. If Mason goes out and throws two interceptions in the first two drives, get his ass out of there. Don't say, yeah. "Well, we wanted to see how he performed." No. He, he performed bad. He threw two interceptions and two drops. Get him out of there. Don't don't wait too long. You know, so those kind of things I like to see from That's... Coach Tomlin. And as I get again, as I went on and on and on about a couple weeks ago, you don't <laughs> see Tomlin really out coaching anybody. He out coached these guys last week, which shows me that he he still cares enough and he's still yeah. you know, I, you know, I you just ha- they got to continue whatever it was they did last week. And again, whether it. it be with that quarterback or with the starting quarterback. You just got to do what the hell it was you did last week and, and win this game. Again, Seattle's eight and seven might just explain in a nutshell what it is that you're going to see with this team. I know with Metcalf, Lockett, and Najigba, you're going to have a you're going to have a challenge keeping these guys covered. Somebody again is always running around open in the middle of the field when we play mm-hmm. them. Geno Smith gets flushed out. He runs to the right. There's always that guy that tapers into the middle of the field. Yep. Why nobody's ever in that spot uh, covering that area of the field? I'll never know. For forty three freaking years. I, right. So. Things like this, but you know what? Again, we will hear from the man today in the next eight to ten minutes to see what he says about the starters, about injuries. I do want to. I do want to bury off into a couple of former Steelers that were um, very good Steelers. However, they just kind of fell a little short as far as a team. <laughs> this is a couple comments that Antonio Brown made on Christmas on Christmas Eve. I'm sorry, Antonio Brown. For whatever reason, I don't know what his beef was with Michael Irvin, but he says this to Michael Irvin. Antonio Brown on Twitter says, Michael Irvin, stay off the cocaine. I got way more stats than you, faggot. Uh, from Broward, not Miami, we slap the shit out your ass. Merry Christmas, player hater. So for whatever reason, Antonio Brown decided to call Michael Irvin a faggot cokehead. I don't get, um, maybe he did coke back in the day. I know that was a rumor. Oh, yeah, he did a lot of coke back in the day. But the thing was, where's your rings at, Antonio? I know that Michael has three of them. He got one. He got one. Oh, he did. He, he got he worked, one down in Tampa with Tom he Brady. He worked he his did. way onto a team with the goat, and he got one. You're right. Uh, and the other comment that Antonio Brown said was this: Antonio says uh, regarding the immaculate extension, as you can remember on Christmas Day, 2016, where the Steelers played the Ravens, and Antonio Brown caught the ball on the goal line, reached his arm across, which was coined the immaculate extension. He says, "I've been saving y'all crackers for years." So I don't know what his issue was. I don't know where all the Christmas spirit came from. I don't know exactly who he was referring to there. But that was your Antonio Brown news. Of course, no surprises. The other one is the uh, one that kind of caught me a little off guard, guys. Le'Veon Brown. Le'Veon Bell, I'm sorry. He shows up a couple days before Christmas mm-hmm. and with a surprise visit to Pittsburgh, to the facility, to visit the guys. Le'Veon Bell, yes. Um, piece two of that you know should have been it should have been a championship team in my opinion antonio brown Le'Veon bell Antonio Le'Veon bell says quote i was tripping why didn't y'all tell me not to leave and quote it's, it's, you know what i i would have been all aboard that but you were doing your own thing and he wasn't listening to anybody at that particular point Le'Veon was doing what Le'Veon was doing and i would have loved to have him stay but uh there's your there's your would have been should have been super bowl champions um Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. You see, you, you can tell Love Bell had all the hits to to his knee because he still has sense about him. He hasn't gone off the deep end. Right. Where it lets A, B, and Mendenhall have. I think 
AB was jealous that Mendy was getting a lot of attention. And he was just jumping on that train because it's all about AB. Right. And Love Bell, Love Bell needs to come back again this week. Talk to the team again. That was part of it, man. P says, that, yeah, he does need to come back. P says Antonio Brown has an issue with the space-time continuum. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get Doc Brown in there to talk to him. Yeah. But, yeah, if that's what it's going to take, if it's going to take Le'Veon Bell... Coming to come to in town, and be the one to town and talking to the team. If it's going to take a a a b being a a, a big whatever it ta- whatever they whatever, whatever they it takes, week, man, do it again whatever this week because we have to win this game. And we you know what? I don't care too much about Michael Irvin. He call him whatever you want. Yeah, you know we need Mendy to double down on the bigotry because we need Ma- Mason to yes you know, to yes. continue his audition to be Team Black's backup quarterback. The hate is helping for <laughs> some reason. Uh guys, <laughs> number one seeds right now the. Number one seed chase in the AFC can only be won by the Ravens, the Dolphins, or the Browns. Guys, the Browns do have an outside chance that of winning the number one seed. I hope uh, they get it and just watch them fail. You know what? I think that the 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 Ravens, the rate. Like I said, if the Ravens win this week, that helps us. That's what that's what I'm pulling for. If the Ravens can beat Miami, maybe they come out because they don't. Mike, there's still six weeks of football. I don't know if Le, or if Lamar Jackson can stay healthy for six consecutive weeks, especially playing all good teams in a row from here on out. <laughs> Because they have the Dolphins, they have their rival Steelers, and then you have all playoff teams after that. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Lamar Jackson could stay healthy the rest of the way. I, yeah, you, you know, I know that you're a favorite. You you believe that they're a favorite to win the Super Bowl. I, and... I do. This is the way they've been playing offense, defense, and like you said, that that big if can Lamar stay healthy? Right. That's the big that, if. That's the big if. He has been banged up the past like three years, but my God, if he can stay healthy, oh God, I hate to say it, Baltimore. Oh. Third, what, what would that be their third That'll Super be Bowl? The third, yeah. Oh, would you rather Joe Flacco win it with the Browns or the Ravens win their third Super Bowl? I'd like to see the the Ravens win their third Super Bowl because <laughs> I, I have more respect for them than I do for the Browns. I gotta say, I like what the Browns are doing up there. The defense is something mm-hmm. amazing. Kevin Stefanski's done something with this team that nobody's been able to do in, in decades. I would not hate to see the Browns uh-huh. lose to the Lions in the Super Bowl. That would be my okay. ideal Super okay, Bowl. Okay, that would be great. If the Lions would beat the Browns, I would be thrilled with the Super Bowl. I, I that would be good. But no, I wouldn't mind Baltimore winning because you know, I got they're 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 a carbon copy of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, when they moved down there, Ozzy Ozzy Newsom when he built that team, he more or less just copied what the Steelers were doing, and they play the same way the Steelers the Browns do. Are trying. The they're they're catching they're slowly creeping up there in the Super Bowl. It's only count. taking them decades, but they're, get, hey, they're man, getting they're getting there. It's the best rivalry in football. And you know, guys, we still have a lot to go in the last 20 minutes of the show. <laughs> a couple things real quick. Also from around the league, the Jacksonville Jaguars are two and five. Yes, I said two and five since they messed with the terrible towel. Jacksonville was looking like a very strong team when they played the Steelers almost it seems like a whole season ago. But in those last seven games since then, they've only went two and five since messing with the terrible towel. Every team doesn't think it's going to apply to them, but it does. It does. Like you may win the game, but you're gonna the rest of your season's gonna suck. Yep. <laughs> That's what really? I find funny, though. You know, they'll kick our ass that game. They've messed with the towel, and then their season tapers off. Feeling old yet? Feeling old yet? Owen McCowan, Cole Pennington. And Devin Hester Jr. are all in college right now. Probably be going pro in the not so distant future. Where did the years go? Where did I, the years go? I, I saw this. I saw the Pennington kid and the other one like posted at the same time. I'm like, no, no. I remember Chad Pennington being drafted in the first round to the Jets and, and Marvin Harrison Jr. And the list really goes on yeah. if you look. I yeah, mean, I, you know, a whole generation of football players, their kids are coming up, and we're about no. to love that as well. So I'm cool mm-hmm. with it, man. No, no, no. I am still 22 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> their dads are still in their prime. Yeah. Guys, the uh, we got to grade this game. I know you waited all weekend for this derby, <laughs> and I know you got other things. I'm, I'm getting I got them prepared. I, I, I'm, 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 I swear I'm getting to you here. Uh, guys, let's knock these grades out. Mike. Derpy, let's kind of do it quick because we only got about 20 minutes of show left. We still have a, a load of things to do here. Mike, what do you give the quarterback play for the Pittsburgh Steelers in this past Saturday's football game and the win 34-11 over the Bungles? Mike, what do you what do you give our quarterback play? A. Rated as you would a, a school teacher. I would give him an A, a solid A. 
How can you not, right? Yeah, and is, it wasn't an A-plus effort. You know, there's some plays out there he left on the field, but an A, solid A. Derpy, over to you. What would you grade our quarterback? A-minus. All right. Running backs, guys, running backs. I know that Najee Harris ran the ball 19 times for 78 yards and a touch. Warren, eight, yard, eight rushes, 24 yards. Mike, what do you give these running backs? I'm going to give them an A as well. Okay, Derpy, running backs. A. Over to tight ends. If you can, let's give <laughs> these guys a grade. I know that uh, there was one play where Mount Washington had a catch, and I thought he should definitely be seeing the ball more. But, guys, tight ends, it's hard to grade this week, but, Mike, we got to grade them. Uh, I'm going to go with an A as well. Uh, weren't really involved in the passing game. They got taken away, but in the block, pass blocking, run blocking game, they did really well. Derpy, the tight ends. Tight ends, Derpy, what do you give these guys for the uh, their grade for last week's football game? I'm going to go with B minus. All right, good. Wide receiver, Mike, how do you grade the wide receiving uh, core for this past week's game? You oh. do remember that Pickens had four catches for 195 yards and two touches. And uh, what do you give I'm, them? I'm giving them an A. I'm giving them an A. A lot of that, you know, is obviously based on Pickens, but Allen Robinson had a Quiet good game as well. Calvin Austin had that nice touchdown run. Miles Boykin had, I think, even had a catch. So yeah, and a nice a. catch. Um, Derpy wide receivers. What do you give these guys? A minus. All right, offensive line, gentlemen. Mike, what do you give the offensive line? They let up one sack. One sack. Not a whole lot of pressures as well. Good run run game. Um, I'm giving them an A as well. Man, this must have been a good game, huh? Oh. When was the last time? When was the last time we got like A's across the board, man? This was not like my report card. Derpy, what do you give this offensive line for their uh, play last week? I'm gonna give them a B because right. they played the Bungles. All right, fair enough. Oh, wow. <laughs> not now. So well, I like I, I like he's thinking. That's you know he put thought into that. Uh, let's go over to the defensive side of the ball, Mike. Defensive line. What do you give these guys? <laughs> I'm gonna give them a B plus. Defensive. A B plus? A B. That's great. Give him an A. I, I got to say, uh, Joe Mixon. yards rushing. Quarterback was under pressure a lot of the game. And Joe Mixon hasn't hit 100 yards total between the two games he played mm -hmm. the Steelers. That's eight quarters against the Steelers where he yeah. hasn't uh, passed the 100-yard uh -huh. mark. Derpy defensive line. B minus. I even seen Clam out there moving. It was, it was a sight to see this week, guys. B, B plus. B plus. All right. Linebackers. Linebackers, TJ, sack, Highsmith, sack, interception, Miles Jack, sack. I mean, with the exception of Landon Roberts going down with the injury, guys, you can't really say much more about this linebacker core. But, Mike, let me get your grade. What do you think that these linebackers um, would be graded for this week? I'm going to give them an A. It, my God, people stepping up that you didn't think would step up. Like Miles Jack, he did not look like this last year. He was flying all over the place. He said he's finally healthy. It's showing. Highsmith, welcome to the party, pal. You know, it's nice to see you. You've been gone for a while. Way, way to show up. Uh, but, yeah, linebackers all around A. Secondary. You had Pat Pete with the move over to safety, which I thought they should have done weeks ago. He gets an interception. You got a guy, Eric Rowe, out of nowhere. He gets an interception. Uh, you got uh, Joey Porter Jr. locking it down, the uh, king of the north. Also, who was the other? Uh, yeah, okay, but the secondary looked good. Mike, what do you give these guys? Uh, I'm gonna go with a B plus with them. You know they did get beat for that long touchdown run. Um, but PZ had a had a penalty, so yeah, B plus. Derpy secondary. Uh, Hollywood Derpy's back. Hollywood Derpy done. We didn't even make it to New Year's. A minus. <laughs> the, the only way that the only way that I would I would not have gone on you if you would have said I am watching the Mike Tomlin conference right now just to uh -huh. tell you what the but updates are. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. Mike, we're going to uh, go to special teams. Uh, Boswell did not miss any kicks. Uh, oh. Harvin didn't mess up any punts. Uh, special teams. Special teams, I'm going to go with an A as well. I had no points with that special teams. Derpy, special teams. Boswell's toe, A. <clears throat> Harvin, A. I. No complaints. The only concern with me is now, or we do for one of um, Harvin's bad punts. We will see this week. Uh, coaching, Mike, the coaching in this football game. What do you give the coach? 
coaching staff. I give them an A plus. My lord, the way the defense played, the way the offense played, special teams, everything, the way all the players responded, A plus. Derpy, same question to you, coaching staff. A. And finally, overall, Mike, overall, is there any way that you're not going to give this game an A? No, an A. This was by far one of the best performances we have seen in a long time from this team. Your big red F pen is healthy today. It is not getting a workout. It's taking it's the week not. off. It, it, it needs some rest. Derpy, overall performance on this team. Any way you don't give them an A? Give me an A. All right, there you go. That is how the Steelers graded out this week. And you know what? I don't disagree with these guys. A lot of these are spot on. Spot on the Steelers, Mike. They are in the 17th spot right now for the draft. They're in the ninth overall seed in the AFC. Oh, so close. It is in their ball. For they, you know, it, it comes down to them. They yeah. have to decide whether they go to the playoffs or not. You don't, you're not playing the Dolphins. You're not playing the, the, uh, Chiefs teams that you know that, that for whatever we we just don't match up well against those mm-hmm. teams. You're playing teams that I think you match up well against. Seattle's a very similar team to the style. You know they, they got the defense. You got the you know. So I, I think that we're given an ideal situation. They are good teams. They are playoff teams. And you know, as I said, the playoffs start now, and this is the biggest game of the season. And uh, nothing changes about that. It goes week to week, and it doesn't change this week at all. You got to win this game. Nope. Get ready for Baltimore. Hopefully. We could get a little help from them, which is totally yeah. possible. But uh, Seattle is in the in the crosshairs, guys, as we speak. Yeah, like really, all the Steelers need to do is win out, and like that list of laundry list of things that need to happen. Really, only one needs to happen because Week 18, Houston and Indy play because we need those two teams to lose once, yep. unless they tie and you know do a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and grind it out for a tie. We need one of the five, six, seven scenarios to happen, and Steelers went out and. Seven seeds there for the taking. So, really, it's like they control their own destiny. Just go out there and win, boys. Uh, guys, we want to go through all the scores for this week's football games. I think that they're all relevant at this point in the season. <laughs> Ralph Chooks in as tackle eligible catches two passes this week. Personally, Harvin, two fake punts for touchdowns. I'm all for it. I like that. Uh, AB guys. got knocked into next week six years ago and never came back. Oh, God, from like dude. a half hour ago. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just now caught him. I've been doing research. Mike just starts laughing uncontrollably. I'm sorry. I was doing research on Twitter for the Mike Tomlin press conference. So let's go. Let's, we got to blow through these scores, guys, because we do have more to go. We have, we have a ways to go. Uh, the scores from this week's game, of course, the game on Thursday night was the Rams over the Saints, 30 to 22. Uh, the Bills over the Chargers. I thought the Chargers are going to win this football game. The Buffalo Bills starting to look like a legitimate contender again. However, you only beat the Chargers 24 to 22. That uh, still leaves some some questioning yep. involved, but nonetheless, they are winning football games and they still do have a chance to win that AFC East. The Jets in the Commanders. One team has the worst <laughs> offense in the league. The other one has the worst defense in the league. The Jets managed to pull this one off uh, with a 30-28 to 28 win. I believe Simeon was the quarterback up there for the Jets. Yeah, Trevor Simeon. Lions and Vikings. Vikings needed this game because if they would have won out, they would have won the NFC North. The Minnesota Vikings fall to the Lions 30-24. to 24. Well done, Detroit. A uh, little help from our friends up by the mistake by the lake. The Browns beat the Texans, which we needed the Texans to lose. The Browns win 36-22. to 22. Packers with a three-point win over the Carolina Panthers, thirty-three to twenty or thirty-three to thirty, yeah. giving them a giving them a better shot here to make their playoff spot. Yeah, talk about like if they would have lost that one, total collapse the rest of the way. Oh, absolutely, they're they're, they're on the brink. They're kind of like we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks they did win over the Titans, guys, twenty to seventeen in a game that could have really went both ways. We beat Tennessee. This is where I kind of think that Seattle kind of falls in that category of everybody else right uh-huh. now who is eight and seven, which is why I do think that we have a chance to win this game. Colts, another team that we needed to fall, fall to the Falcons, Mike. The Falcons uh, from that that division over in the NFC that is uh, the NFC South, man, coming through clutch for us, baby. Twenty nine to ten. I I did not see that happening. Ooh. Next one I didn't see happening. I both you guys picked the Buccaneers in this game. Buccaneers won 30 to 12 over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Another Shoot. thing that's playing in our favor, the Jacksonville sticks. But again, you don't mess with the towel. 
Don't tell her Trevor Lawrence is hurt again. Yeah. Miami Dolphins 22, Cowboys 20. This game was on a lot of a lot of places where people were sitting and enjoying Christmas with their family. I know it was where I was at. Dolphins win this game 22 to 20. I don't know if the Cowboys have beat a team with a winning record yet. Neither. No, they have not. No, they have not. Uh, the Bears and the Cardinals, of course. The Bears win 27 to 16. Patriots and Broncos. Broncos needed to win. Here comes that that pesky spoiler, the New England Patriots. We they, needed that. We they needed win this that. football game after missing a field goal earlier in the game, after missing an extra point earlier in the game, mm-hmm. that field goal kicker for the Patriots knocks it through as time runs out to win and basically knock the Broncos out of the playoffs. I love you love to see it. You love to see it. And also the Patriots have lost like they they've dropped from like the number what two seed or number two pick down <laughs> yeah. to number four. And then the Chiefs and Raiders. The Raiders win this football game. Uh, that Boy. was that game was oh man. This is what happens when you don't have any wide receivers. Oh, that team is bad. There's a lot of things uh, going on over there in Kansas City that people weren't did, happy about. Did you did you see the uh, the cornerback on the pick six goes to yes. hand the ball to a Chiefs fan pulls it back? Yeah, that's rivalry football, baby. Uh, I, I I wouldn't have guessed that the, the Raiders would have won that football game. However, they did, and I tell you what, Kansas City looks frustrated. Oh, they look bad. Uh, last night, only winning by eight points over their division rival, the Eagles beat the Giants thirty-three to twenty-five. Davido, that's their first of their first win in four weeks. I they yeah. lost three mm-hmm. straight. Yeah. And then last night, I thought this game was a great game. Uh, all in all, it was a dominating, uh, you know, t- domination. The Ravens win this game 33 to 19. San Fran didn't score, score till late. Um, Purdy, four interceptions is the big story in this one. He gets yanked. Sam Howell comes in, he throws a touchdown, and then he throws an interception late in the mm-hmm. game. Five interceptions for this Ravens defense as they uh dominate the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, Lamar Jackson 23 35, 252, two touchdowns. God, he got tripped by the uh, official in the end zone for a safety. Yeah, that you was know, that was wild. I felt bad for that official. He tried to get it out of the way, but those guys are too quick, too fast. That old guy's knees just crumbled. Uh, your divisions look like this at the moment in the AFC East, guys. The Dolphins lead the way with an eleven and four record. The Bills in second place with a nine and six. They do still have a chance to win that division. They have to win out. Miami has to lose out. Uh, the Jets in third place with the six and nine. Patriots bringing up the rear of the four and eleven. Over in the AFC West, the Chiefs barely ahead of the Steelers overall with a nine and six record, while the Steelers are sitting with an eight and seven. We'll get back to that. Uh, second place is the seven and eight Raiders, who just beat the Chiefs two games behind the Chiefs with two games left in the season. Uh, Broncos also seven and eight. They lost, and then the Chargers are five and ten. In the AFC South, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Houston Texans all sitting there with eight and seven records trying to figure out how in the hell we can get into the playoffs and uh, keep the Steelers out. And in last place is the Titans, who almost beat the team that we're going to be playing next week against, which is Seattle. In the AFC North, gentlemen, uh, arguably the best team or the team that's playing the best at this point in the season is the Baltimore Ravens, 12 and three. Cleveland Browns ten and five, Steelers and Bengals both eight and seven. We have won both games against them, so we do have that tiebreaker. Some would say this is the toughest division in football. Uh, I'd agree. Over in the NFC, the Eagles eleven and four, Cowboys ten and five. You got they got some things going, but the last two teams kind of bring it down. Giants five and ten, Commanders four and eleven. Top heavy, but the bottom not so much. 49ers in the AFC NFC West with an 11 and 4 record, Rams and Seahawks both with an 8 and 7, Cardinals 3 and 12. In the NFC South, somebody's finally over 500 and yes, it is the Buccaneers after the big win. They are 8 and 7. <laughs> Falcons yes. and Saints 7 and 8 and the Panthers sit there with 2 and 13. That and might finally, be the toughest division in football. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and finally the NFC North, the Lions, they uh they're able to keep Keep things going. I like this team. I wouldn't mind seeing this team in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Lions 11 and 4, or Vikings and Packers both with the 7 and 8 fighting for their playoff lives at this point in the Bears in the uh, the basement with the 6 and 9 record. That is not, your... not a bad team, though, that Chicago Bears. Uh, they're, they're, they're interesting. You know they what are. I mean? 
They are like you know if they're they're like point differential games like that two point game switches another way. They they're like one of the better teams in football. And it's just they're a weird team, man. Yeah, the uh, Bears are interesting, but you know what? They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna whatever they have will probably be gone over the next season, and they'll be starting over. And they just do the it's it's a cycle with the Bears, always a cycle with them, and it never ever seems to go in their favor. Uh, clinch playoff spots. The Ravens are in, the Dolphins are in, uh, the Chiefs are sitting in the three spot, the Jags in the four spot, Browns in the five, Bills in the six, Colts in the seven, Texans in an eight, and the Steelers in the nine spot. And then over in the NFC, it looks like this, 49ers are in the uh, 49. Okay, you got four teams in the playoffs as we speak. They are the 49ers, the Lions, the Eagles, and the Cowboys in that order, I believe. And then the remaining three teams fighting for playoff spots are the Buccaneers, the Rams in the sixth spot, and the Seahawks fighting, fighting for their playoff lives, guys. They have to beat the Steelers to stay in it at this point, and that is who we play this weekend. That is your playoff, your playoff uh, spots as we speak. Mike, I, I know that the time went really fast. But it did I, fly by, man. Well, I got, I got yeah, some Dur- updates. Derby, Derby, please. Fill us in, Dirk. I got some updates. Uh, Mason Rudolph is is the starter this week. There you go. You heard it right here. But, it, but 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 it would depend on Kenny Pickett's health at the end of the week. So if Kenny Pickett, wait, what? What does that mean? No, they're you... they're evaluating. Um, like Mason's getting the starter reps. Uh, Kenny will get reps, and they're going to monitor his health. And that's Coach's way of saying Mason's the starter, but you know Kenny's getting reps too. And there you go. Yeah. Any anybody yeah. out? I mean, usually they do injuries uh, early. Uh, Landon on. Roberts was the only one I saw out. Derpy, did you see anyone? Yes, else? yeah, I seen that one. Uh, Mika and Trenton are limited, this yeah, week, but they'll yeah. start. Yeah, they're questionable to start the week, so they, it wouldn't surprise me if those two play. But Landon Roberts out. I also saw. So if Blake... you didn't over to the Tomlin Conference and you stayed here with us, that is the case as we speak. Mason Rudolph, the third string quarterback, has been named the starter for the biggest game of the year. Um, all depending on Kenny Pickett's injury or his his health, and finally the other the only injury guys the only injury is the uh, Landon Roberts injury, which is a big one. Yeah, but if Miles Jack could come in and hold the uh, hold the position up, I think that we we might be okay. Yeah, and it's looking like uh it'll be like Miles Jack, Blake Martinez with uh, Michael Walker and uh, Roberts. Robert I tell you what, I see Mark Robinson licks. Oh, he was laying some. He was laying the wood out there. I, I like the. He, way he they, must be dumb as a dog because here's the thing: the guy plays good every time I see him. They don't. They just they they you they, know they're they're bringing him along slow. You think? Yeah. You know, it's At only some point, I mean, you're having league. a bad. You know, when you're when you're having a bad season or when you're known a three, you should have these guys in there playing. But for whatever reason, yeah. Either that or I don't know. I don't hey, know what the deal is. Hey, I I just like when he's out there. He he thumps people, man. He's a good run stopper. Mike, why don't you thump the um the website? The two dumbyinsers.com. Head on over there. All of our links to our socials are over there. Word stores over there. New blog post up over there talking about George Pickens and Mason Rudolph's performance against the Cincinnati Bengals. All at the two dumbyinsers.com. Go check it out, everybody. Good stuff over there. www.the2dumbyinsers.com. That's www.the2dumbyinsers.com. Uh, we do have a Seattle Seahawks trivia question for the day. Fellas, you ready Ready to change the pace a little bit? Go NFC style and uh, see if we can answer some Seattle Seahawks questions uh, this week. Oh, yeah, let's do it. All right, here let's we go. It. Here we go, Derpy. Seattle Seahawks question of the day because that is who the Steelers play next. Here we go. What nickname for the Seattle secondary was coined in 2011? What nickname for the Seattle ah, secondary yes was coined in 2011 guys think that over for a moment we are live everybody five days a week monday through friday right here 11 a.m to 12 p.m in the show that we do live every day we uh we upload it over on spotify and podcast for eight o'clock p.m go check it out i do want to say that we we our schedule is a little off this week due to the holidays and being in between the holidays we are here today we will be here thursday and then we won't be back again till Tuesday, which will be January 2nd. So we're in two days this week, which is today and Thursday. And then we'll be back to start the new year on January 2nd, which is a week from today. So I do want to put that out there, guys. 
Here we go. The trivia question of the day. What nickname for the Seahawks secondary was coined in 2011? Derpy, I'm going to start with you. What do you think was the nickname that the Seattle Seahawks secondary was given in 2011? Legion of Boom. Legion of Boom. Interesting. Is that your final answer? Yes. All right. I'm going to go ahead and lock Derpy in place. Get his answer in here. All right. Mike, I'm going to come to you and ask you the same question. What nickname for the Seattle Seahawks was coined in the 2000, their secondary, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. in 2011? Derpy says the Legion of Doom. What do you say? The Legion of Boom. The Legion that's what I said, Legion That's of what Boom. he meant. That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. And Mike, you also say the Legion of Boom? I say the Legion of Boom. Let me lock you in there. All right, guys. Question of the day. What nickname for the Seattle secondary was coined in 2011? Both of the guys said Legion of Boom. The answer is the Legion of Boom. Good job, guys. Hell yeah. That we, was we correct. Know, we, know, we know our Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> yeah. Say what you will about Derpy and I. We know the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Mike, do you have anything before we start getting ready to wrap it up? Um, Tomlin, whatever you did last week, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Don't change a damn thing. You bring Le'Veon L. Le'Veon Bell's ass back there again. If he's passing out the good Keith, you let him pass out the good Keith. You let him do what he needs to do. You let George need to do what he needs to do. Create some controversy. Have the team rally around it. Do whatever you did because it's working. My thing is this. I mean, is I know Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is effective at Christmas, but is, but is Rudolph going to be effective for New Year's? Hey, hey, I'm keeping my Christmas decorations up until Rudolph loses. All right, Derpy. Anything for you ready to roll? Oh, uh, yeah, I got something. All right. I'm going to sing it. Oh, oh you're going to sing. That's right. Oh, right. Oh, Derpy, God. please, please uh, uh, serenade us. Mason Rudolph, the Steelers' shining delight, led the team to victory. Oh, what a sight. Against the Bengals, he danced with glee. 34-11, a win for all to see. Did you but make the red-nosed football... Ooh. He threw Go ahead. a flare, touchdowns galore, Derby. filling the cold crisp air. Rudolph's passes like gifts above, brought smiles to fans, pure football love. On the gridiron of festive display, Mason Rudolph made the Bengals sway with each completion a holiday song in the end zone where joy belongs. 34-11, a score so merry, Mason's magic made the Bengals wary. Rudolph the QB. With the joyous stride, led the Steelers with holiday pride. And that's it. That's that there it? you go. Yep. Derpy. That was good. Good job, Derpy. That was good, Derp. I, I thought it was like going to turn into like a Doors song that just kept going. And going. <laughs> right? <laughs> it was like Inagata DeVita. Yeah. Get 19 minutes. Just keep going. <laughs> All right. Did, did you make that up? I may have to help with the, the AI. Okay. All right. There you fair. go, Derpy. Yes. Hey, at least, at least you credited the AI. Yeah. Um, my thing is this, guys, <laughs> or, or the, the the crazy Hawaiian shirt guy from town who always has something interesting to say. He says this the day before the game. Today, the game day. This is what he says about the Steelers. Today could be Tomlin's last game. Boo him like crazy. He killed the franchise. Was said by <laughs> Mr. Genius from the A team yeah. apparently here in Pittsburgh. See how that went. Uh, you know, see how that killed, how that killed the franchise because he was the only coach too. To, to not make the playoffs in his entire coaching career. There's 31 other teams. The that thing about this guy, yeah, you killed the, the freedom. You know, as long, here's the thing. They come back next year and win the Super Bowl. Did this guy kill the franchise? You know, right? that, that guy's a freak. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I do want to say, guys, non-related to sports, something that I found interesting. Federal appeals court ruled that Nirvana must face a child pornography lawsuit for the Nevermind album. If you recall, they had the <laughs> baby back in 1993. <laughs> They now, 30 years later, have to face a child porn lawsuit. I don't know. Go figure it out, guys. Finally, I don't think they're getting any money from Kurt Cobain. Yeah, Kurt Cobain. <laughs> yeah, don't go digging that one up. And finally, guys, you, uh, Mike, the picks from last week, I do want to just, just tell you who won. Mike, you won 11 to 9. You Ooh. nailed the tiebreaker. If it would have came to a tiebreaker, you would have nailed that. 45 was the points that you picked. 45 was the amount that was actually – uh, the sum yeah. of the score, but Mike, you now back it. You and Derp, you're like um, 
like like teeter talk teetering here. So we're going to be back at it on Thursday to get the next round, week 17's uh, games. So Mike, you did win eleven to nine. Anything else? Uh, you know what? Uh, one other thing, we want to thank everybody for checking us out. We hope that everybody had a great, great Christmas. Uh, we hope that you come back and hang out with us on Thursday. We'll be back on Thursday at our regular time. Guys, anything else? Guy, Speak now. Forever hold your peace. I got nothing. Let's go Steelers, baby. Derpy. Let's go Steelers. All Derpy. right. All right, guys. For Derpy, Mike, myself, the two dumb units, everyone have a great day. We'll see you on Thursday. Bye-bye. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs>